0: Hi, Andrew Maxwell. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm feeling good.
1: You just had another baby, right?
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, it turns out I'm still very, very fertile.
1: Amazing. Have you had any sleep? Uh, a little bit of sleep,
0: but on top, of see, it's not only the, uh, my children, my offspring, that keep me awake, and I, I also have uh, just got two cats. Right. How which old? The, what they are is they're Siberian cats, which is the biggest cat you can get before cats become big cats. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Yeah,
0: man. It's a big cat. I got two of them.
1: How big? Like I'm talking, about,
0: it's bigger than a small dog. No. Yeah, ma'am. And they were bred to be guard cats. Seriously, they're... So, ga- you can imagine that? Like, you're a burglar, you're just a junkie trying to get a bit of money, you're mooching around my living room at two in the morning, next thing...
1: ow! Straight
0: so, out of the soft furnishings, taking your eyeballs out.
1: Do they go crazy when people knock on the door? I'm briefly interrupting to let you know that I'm Marsha from yesyesmarsha.com, and this is from a series of interviews that I did from 2009 to 2011 called Marsha Meets, which were long form interviews with stand up comedians that eventually inspired the book Off the Mic The World's Best Stand Up Comedians Get Serious About Comedy. That book's out now on Bloomsbury Publishing. Back to the interview. Do they go crazy when people knock on the door.
0: They're a guard cat. You can walk them. You can. They play fetch. They come when they're called.
1: They don't play fetch. They do. Yeah. And, was, so, and do you walk
0: them? Yeah. Well, they're the they, so far they're puppies, but like when they're fully grown, you're
1: gonna take them out with dog dogs. cats. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I saw. I, we went up to 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 get them in the north of England, and uh, I saw the these cats. Dad, it's like bigger than a dog. Really? Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big beast. Wow.
1: Why? Did you know about them before? Did someone recommend them to you? Or did, Were you just like, I want to get a dog, but I can't be bothered with the I, s-
0: I saw one on a beach in America. I saw it. We were walking down the beach on holidays. And in the distance, there was a dog uh, with a ball, throwing the ball into the water, leaping into the sea, into the ocean, getting the ball, retrieving it. And then we got closer. It wasn't a dog. It was a cat. Wow. A Siberian
1: cat. But are they still as low maintenance as cats are?
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It does all that except for this morning where I had to fetch the mail from underneath the floorboards in the bathroom. But oh. like otherwise, yeah, yeah.
1: Wow, that's like the dream cat. Because dogs are great, except they're just uh, effort.
0: Yeah, yeah. They now these ones are all these ones are all golden and they're guard cats.
1: That is amazing. I'm very impressed. Cats and babies. Cats and babies,
0: way. absolutely, man.
1: People, if people are listening and recognise your voice, the main telly thing that you did was this Kings of Comedy which was an E4... Reality, reality TV show. Now, reality TV shows, usually the kind of people who go on it are essentially egotists who are fame-hungry. And you, anyone who's seen you do stand-up will know that's quite clearly not your style.
0: I was interested to see what it was like. You know, There was an awful lot of comedians uh, on the circuit before they, they came up with this. Basically, it was made by, end of all, the people who make Big Brother. They locked eight comedians in a house, you know, Big Brother style. Yeah, there you go. What a talker I am. And uh, I wanted to see what it was like from the inside, you know, rather than criticizing him. And it's horrifying. It's horrifying, you know, trying to masturbate completely (laughs) without any motion or silence. You're like some sort of onomistic ninja.
1: Did you manage it? Yeah, I managed it.
0: You know how I manage it? Because I'm an M A N man. That's how. (laughs) It's weird. It's creepy.
1: And what, so what is it like though? Why is it? Weird? It's
0: horrifying, it's horrifying just waking up and hearing a camera going <laughs> <laughs>
1: And did you find yourself thinking, like thinking a thought and then going that must How
0: happen. I survived was, I, uh, I realised that, you see what it is, is people crack and they want you to crack They create uh, very stress- stressful situations because that's apparently what's telegenic, is seeing people in distress
1: But what, so they they engineer stressful situations?
0: Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, yeah, they engineer conflict and stress and all the rest. That's the, you know, they're not being malicious. That's what the programmes are about. So I used to fantasise that I was being watched by a horny female god (laughs) all the time. Because when you're you're up and you're winning a task or something like that, you feel good. But when you crash, which everybody does because we're humans, you know, and you're being watched 24 hours a day, then you start worrying about the people who bullied you in primary school or somebody said something nasty to you, you know what I'm saying? So instead of any of that, all the time, I had neither highs nor lows. I just imagined I was being gazed upon by a randy female goddess. That's incredible. And then, well, it clearly worked. You won. Yeah, man. Of course it won. As I very silently masturbated. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And did winning, did it have a big effect? It had a
0: big effect on my life. I I learned to accept that masturbation is a natural process (laughs) and that uh, it can't be done without and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, if you think, if there's any time in your life you're going to actually knock the old, uh, the naughtiness on the head, it'd be while you're being watched by the world. But no!
1: Turns out perfectly natural. Take that, Pope! But (laughs) (laughs) But also, similarly, it means that if you were in some kind of hostage or prison situation, heaven forbid, but you now know that that area,
0: mm-hmm. you're fine. Well, I have been in a prison situation. I did a gig in a maximum security prison in Dublin.
1: What's this about? I've heard about this. Yeah, I did, when
0: I did a gig in Mountjoy Prison. It's the it's sort of like a, a Brixton, Nick, or a, what's the big one up in Strangeways in Manchester? It's a big old rotten old Victorian Nick. I only did a gig because I take a lot of drugs and I wanted to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether you <laughs> approve of drugs or not, like let's bear in mind the effort that they take to get in. You know, <laughs> Folkestone's a boring <laughs> place, man.
1: <laughs> but how did it come about? Did you organise no. it, or did someone approach you, or?
0: Well, no, it's another comedian. It was a former inmate in Dublin. Uh, you know, me and him concocted the idea. Loads of Irish comedians had done it, but it was. I've had a lot of nasty heckling in my time, but nothing quite compares to maximum security prisoners.
1: But what were they like as as a? Uh, They just
0: kept uh, offering to have uh, semi-consensual sex with me. (laughs) 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 That's uh a. that's a quality of heckle of a of a guy who's locked in prison for life. Wow. And obviously the radio can't tell, but I'm a pretty man. <laughs> you know, I, I ain't even average, like I'm striking. But uh reflection complexion and everything, you know. Aside but
1: aside, aside from that, did it go, you know
0: Yeah, it went great in the end. I just took the piss out of the prison guards and that seemed to be a Big hit. <laughs> seemed to be exactly what prisoners like. Amazing. I tried all sorts of stuff, you know what I mean? There's, you know, you do relationship material, you know. Oh, you know, it's like living
1: with a woman. No, I live with
0: two other men in a box. You know what I mean? There's nothing, there's nothing edgy. You know what I mean? So much of modern comedy is about being edgy. Look at me, I'm touching the edge. I'm touch I'm lighting this thing up, man. Watch out, here it comes. Here comes a word bomb. Kaboom. None of that matter. They're all murderers. You know? So it was more they you know, what they really wanted was lots of take the piss out of the prison guards.
1: And then it went up. That's amazing. Any other plans for anything else? You did a, you did a gig for some ladies of the night.
0: No, that, was, that wasn't planned or anything. That, that was just a Christmas gig that I did a what? couple of years back. There were loads of hookers in the audience. <laughs> How it, did that come out? No, I don't know. There was just a, it was the comedy cafe in East London and it was their work still. There were 40 brass in the crowd. Like, <laughs> you know, and they're some unshameable women, let me tell you.
1: But was it that you'd said, what do you do? What do you guys? I
0: oh, listen... You don't have to be particularly sophisticated—a man that's travelled the world too much—to be able to spot forty hookers in one room, huh? you know. What I mean? but presumably, that's there's, uh, a, there's a mixture of weather-beaten and very generous. <laughs> no, they were definitely hookers, like. And were they a good audience? They were, were great, they? but they were going to beat up. This I swear to God, there was a table in the corner of strippers, and they were going to have a fight with the strippers. <laughs> Really? Shut
1: up, you (laughs) drivers! Yeah, there's all sorts of uh, hierarchy, confusion there. Of course, it is. Wow. You're doing a festival
0: in the Alps. That's right. Myself and Marcus Brigstock, another fabulous comedian. You might have seen him on BBC4, maybe heard him on Radio 4. Him and myself are snowboarders, and uh, we have our own comedy festival in the French Alps called Altitude. It's in Marybell in the Three Valleys. It'll be March the 28th to April the 3rd.
1: Okay, and um, are there? how does it work? Are there like, can people book a little chalet for three days? Or yeah, they... yeah, it's all on there, yeah. Go to
0: the website, it's all on, under Altitude. And uh, there'll be links through to different companies. And it's comedians in French and in English. And then there's DJs and bands and obviously snow. Mm. Lots of lovely snow.
1: So what's the website?
0: altitude. Okay, actually It's in French as well as in English in case there is any French speakers. French comedian I don't I don't speak French but uh, I employ French comedians. I've no oh, idea really? what they're doing. Last year <laughs> last year I was standing at the back of the <laughs> at the back of my gig watching French comedy having no idea what was going on. There was one guy who was weird had been told that he was like Mr. Cutting Edge, say edgy. C'est, c'est edgy uh, political, uh, la, comédie, eh, là comedy, eh? I'm gonna I walk in the back of the gig. This guy is uh, <laughs> is farting the French national anthem.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did it get?
1: Did oh, they like man, it? then? I'm standing ovation. <laughs> you know, as a promoter, I'm like, yay! Say, <laughs> <laughs> edgy, so, uh, You're not considering to bringing that into your act, then, maybe? For uh...
0: I just I don't know. The Irish national anthem is a very complex tune. And uh, I think you maybe need a slightly more lived-in ring piece to actually get to, to hit some of the more low notes on it. But mate, there are a lot of
1: Irish comedians. You could get all together and do a together. little ensemble piece.
0: That would be very nice, actually. <laughs> and I think the the way the uh, the Irish economy is collapsing, that might be really appreciated right now.
1: <laughs> Um, you're doing some dates at the Soho Theatre. Yeah, man. I'll go through the dates in a bit. First, though, yeah. I want to do something else with you. I want to talk to do you about it. something else. I've heard you know everything about history. You are really boned up on your I European like history. history. yes. <laughs> your European history of the last 100 years or so.
0: You're going to try and uh, throw some surprise questions about no, Bismarck no, no. on me, aren't you? No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Class I was thinking, like I was
1: wondering if I was going to test you on that. And then someone else was telling me that you have a thing about dictators and their heights.
0: Yes? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Because uh, I myself am five foot six. I am the tallest ever member of my family. Uh, my, my dad's five foot nothing. My dad is slightly magical looking. <laughs> so, there's, yeah, they're all pretty much small, driven, evil men.
1: I've got a list of dictators, and I've got a list of how tall they are. Okay. And uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just guess or do you want to do higher or lower? Higher or lower, absolutely. Okay. Come
0: on, let's do it Brucey style. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, no, that's not play cards. Right? No, wait, no, it's
1: do, 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 do. That one.
0: There's another interesting fact about European dictators. Dictators tend to not come from the country that they end. Dicta- oh, really? Yeah, because obviously Napoleon dicta- it was the dictator of France, but he was actually Corsican. Stalin was the dictator of Russia, but it was actually Georgian. And there's another one. Oh, Hitler, obviously Hitler is obviously Austrian. Germany mm. Uh the other one uh, obviously this is controversial if there's any uh, ultra Turkish nationalist listening uh, but obviously uh, Kamal Ataturk the founder of the modern Turkish state which is only even remotely democratic right now he was in fact uh, born in Europe he oh. was in what is now uh, modern-day Greece blue-eyed compared to most of uh, the people that he uh, enchanted
1: that's <laughs> very interesting I didn't Thank know you.
0: That. that's for any ethnic Armenians okay
1: out there. um Joseph Stalin He was five foot five. Yeah. Dictator of the Soviet Union.
0: Yep. Do you know what his, uh, the way he used to seduce women? How? He used to invite them around for a party, ignore them and throw bread rolls at them. Really? Yeah. Well, to be honest, if you're going to shag them one way or another, you might as well throw bread at them. (laughs) Like
1: ducks. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Seriously.
0: Strange, (laughs) strange man.
1: Wow. The ignoring thing, traditional. Traditional, absolutely. Bread throwing. Bread throwing. Right at their faces. There's going to be people now going, there's going to be one person going, I'm at a party tonight. (laughs) At the buffet. Give it a shot. Um, Adolf Hitler. Taller or shorter than Joseph Stalin?
0: Either uh, either the same size or fractionally smaller.
1: Five foot eight.
0: Three inches tall. Oh, it looks like we've all been...
1: Sucked yeah. in by British propaganda.
0: Although <laughs> um, apparently this week the sun said that indeed it can be confirmed that he in fact had one ball. Oh really no. Not no, there's anything wrong with being uniballer.
1: No. But just interesting yeah. that it
0: was true. Apparently he was ginger as well and he dyed his hair black. Really? Yeah, and he learned all the stagecraft by uh, Germany's most famous stage hypnotist.
1: Does that mean he hang on, before I get onto that point, does that mean he <laughs> so had to paint his little moustache every day as well?
0: No, the moustache sash was really wasn't Groucho Marx, man. No,
1: no, but no, <laughs> but if it was if he was ginger He's got a black moustache.
0: Well, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, you know, your, your facial hair as a man can be different from your head hair.
1: But usually the face is ginger and the. True. It is... But
0: that it only confirms how evil he was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so true. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to embarrass myself by not being able to pronounce this. Leader of the People's Republic of China, 78 to early 90s. Den... Deng it... Xiaoping? Yes, Xiaoping. What would you say? Taller or shorter than. Uh, five adults. foot.
0: The five foot A? Uh, yeah. The great reformist, the one who ushered in the uh, the financial reforms that have led to China being the great future powerhouse, I would say he was slightly fractionally smaller.
1: Five foot, about oh, eight inches.
0: Deng was a small
1: mofo, man. Kim Jong il. Kim Jong il is uh, probably even smaller. He's actually slightly taller, than five foot three. Whoa! Um, because he look,
0: I'll tell you what it is, because he's so round. Yeah. He looks like an autumn fruit. <laughs>
1: He's a little pear, Pear pear-shaped man. I was watching a video of him because, have you ever seen the mass games in North Korea? Yeah, yeah, creepy. Just amazing. This is like, they basically do a thing for him every year and all these kids and all these um, boys in the army practice and practice and practice and practice and it's the sort of communist ideal of Lots of people together doing something crap. for the greater good. Some, something crap together. <laughs> but it is but it is amazing. Like, there's a Faithless video. If you go online yeah, to YouTube faithless and, video. and search for I Want More Faithless, there's a Faithless video that cuts together. Uh, it was actually an amazing documentary on it. Um, I am. Um, have you seen it? Have, uh, it's I know what to you mean. It is, it
0: is an amazing thing of choreography. But, you know, in all fairness, if I had a million slaves, I could probably put on a good show. Yeah. <laughs> too. <But laughs> I'd then... probably make them build a pyramid. Old school.
1: But they have some videos on YouTube and then they show him. And all the other kind of government people are all kind of watching and looking either like in wonderment or grinning. And he's just sitting there just with such a grump on him and looking so bored. And, Grumpy. And...
0: He's got his own lane on the motorway. Has he? Yeah, yeah. Him His, wow. old, his old man as well. Yeah. Oh, my god Creep. Little creepy bastard. I'll get him one day.
1: Okay. Francisco Franco. Taller or shorter than Kim Jong-il?
0: Then 5'3"? Five t- five yeah. Oh, I'm going to go that he's fractionally taller.
1: Absolutely right. He's one inch taller, five foot
0: four. Boom. Almost. He was a little monster as well, man.
1: Vladimir Putin. Can we count him as a dictator? I think
0: uh, if I was Chechen, I would definitely count yeah. him as a dictator.
1: Okay, in that case, taller or shorter than Franco?
0: And we're, we're saying five four.
1: Five four. Franco is five
0: four. Uh, Putin's, I think,
1: five six, five seven. Five five. Wow. There you go. And the final one, <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte himself. What do you reckon? The
0: smaller. He's smaller than five five.
1: Five for eight, he was.
0: There you go. Which is that, that, is that, that with his I've, heels I've... on? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> with his Cuban cool heels. I've just discovered as well from this that I am the same height as both Napoleon Bonaparte and Adolf Hitler.
0: You're nowhere near as rapacious, though. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing a run at the Soho Theatre in London end of this month. Yeah, ma'am. The dates are the 19th to the 28th of February. Also, you've got a DVD out of these gigs that you did in Belfast last year.
0: Yeah, I was the first comedian to ever do a gig uh, on the Falls Road and the Shankill Road on the same night for the loyalist and republican communities in West Belfast, and we made a a, a TV show about it for BBC Northern Ireland.
1: How did it come about, first of all? It came
0: about because I accidentally got drunk in Belfast with Sinn Fein, and they asked me to (laughs) a gig. I know, I know, and they asked me to do a gig for them uh, on the Falls Road. Uh, In their festival and I said I'd only do a gig for them in a moment of drunken flamboyance If I could also get a gig for the loyalist paramilitaries in the Shankill Road Assuming that that would go, ha ha ha, you fool, absolutely not And they did organise it Wow He said,
1: done, it's a brilliant idea I was across
0: (laughs) the divide and all that door We'll probably get a grant So yeah, we made it
1: And how was it? It
0: Fantastic, you know, both crowds were great they did themselves, uh, did themselves proud.
1: And that DVD is called Conflict Revolution. Andrew Maxwell, thank you so much for coming Hello. on the show. You're more than welcome. Thanks so much for listening. If you like that, you'll probably love the book that I put together with Deborah Francis White called Off the Mic, The World's Best Stand-Up Comedians Get Serious About Comedy. So asking them things like, what's your writing process? How do you find your voice? What do you think about touring? How do you deal with hecklers? We interviewed 42 stand-ups, including Eddie Izzard, Sarah Millican, Phil Jupiter, Stuart Lee, Mark Marin. It's out now on Bloomsbury Publishing. If you want to find out more, go to yesyesmars.com Marsha.com forward slash off the mic.